You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, host of Food for the Future, a weekly podcast that brings the humanities to today's food dialogue by showcasing everyday people making a difference in agri-food. This show is part of the Back to the Future series, featuring stories from family farmers and other artisans who spend their lives conserving agri-food traditions in hope of a simpler world. Today, we're speaking with Joe Gonsalves from The Patch about community gardens, inclusive community gardens, and sharing the harvest. Welcome, Joe. Thank you so much for having me, Peggy. It's a pleasure to have you here, and be sure to check out Joe's earlier show from last year, season two. Joe, can you tell us what The Patch is and what it does? The Patch is a urban farming, urban agriculture program in the city of London. However, the Patch serves many purposes, and I will go into those. So first of all, what does the Patch stand for? The Patch stands for People, Agriculture, Training, Community, and Hospitality. And uh, the Patch is a partnership between three organizations, uh, Hutton House, which is a not-for-profit organization, Kensington Village, which is a neighborhood association, and the Nathan T. Deslip Fund, which is a memorial fund. And the patch assists people in independence for food security and transferable employment skills. And we have two locations. We have uh, an indoor farm and we have a small urban farm. And they also serve as places for um, social gatherings and recreation and leisure. Okay, so lots happening in the community with this inclusive garden. A number of players came together to make it happen. And uh, it's it's a really place that's alive in the city. I've been there and I'm going to be going back again soon. It's wonderful contribution. And where did the idea for an inclusive community garden come from, Joe? So the, the idea for the inclusive garden came from the three partners uh, for Hutton House. We were looking for a space that we could assist with transferable employment skills. A big part of what we do organizationally is help people with disabilities and barriers obtain uh, permanent employment. That was where we were coming from. We also wanted to um, be able to assist with social development. It was our partners at the Kensington Village neighborhood that really had strong ties to bring uh, the neighborhood social space for people to garden. So I will definitely tip my hat to uh, Kensington Village bringing the social component. And then I think that there was the community connections, partnering together as a community to help people obtain skills to value other people came from the Nathan T. Deslip Fund. The Nathan T. Uh, Deslip Fund was named in honor of Nathan T. Deslip, who was a real community connector and saw the value in people on an individual level. So I, th- I think that it was the the three of us coming together. We were all groups that had aligned values, but uh, this, this uh, very special space came together with many brainstorming sessions and how we could provide a space to the community. So can you tell us how the patch went from an idea, Joe, to what it is today, which is a really important part of the community and uh, an example for a lot of people on inclusivity in community gardens? Absolutely. I guess the easiest way would be to to walk through the the initial steps with our partners. Uh, as, as one of the uh, team members that helped found the patch, I was uh, taking participants out to a local farm, which was uh, 45 minutes away from our offices. And I really saw the benefit in 
uh, obtaining transferable em- employment skills through agriculture. And, uh, and, you know, there was really great feedback from our participants, great feedback from colleagues. And I was actually um, on the playground wait- waiting for the kids to be done school with a, f- a fellow dad at the school who talked about his neighborhood and how he he's an avid gardener himself. And he really thought that uh, his neighborhood, the Kensington Village neighborhood, would be a great space. And he had mentioned that there was a very large storage yard that the city of London had that he felt could be split down the middle and half for gardening. (laughs) And uh, I thought, well, this really sounds fantastic. You know, uh, wouldn't wouldn't it be something, you know, that that dreaming out loud, wouldn't it be something if we could do that? And uh, the Nathan T. Deslet Memorial Fund, they they came into the scene uh, through, I guess it was the start of COVID, and they wanted to address food insecurity. They were looking at obtaining some some hydroponic towers, growing food inside, and uh, addressing food insecurity for people that uh, didn't have access. Many of those people were people that would be participants of Hutton House. So we were able to, through many emails and conversations with the City of London, we were able to actually have a meeting with the then mayor. We explained what we were looking to do. And when we explained to the mayor that food insecurity was an emergency that we needed to address providing people with independence and employment skills through agriculture, but that agriculture helps people finish things. Growing, growing food, growing a plant is, is really a tangible way to learn how to complete a project, which is something that a lot of people don't have access to do. And the mayor said to us at the end of that meeting, let's do it. So just whatever the next thing was that you needed to do, that's what you did. All this hard work and a lot of dedication later, um, we have the Patch, this incredible inclusive community garden. All the initiatives are so thoughtfully named and I've been to your website. It really is a work of art. You also have the Orchard Program. Can you tell us about the Orchard Program? We're proud of all things Patch, but the the Orchard Program is, I would think, the, the next step in developing people that are going to be ambassadors for hospitality and urban agriculture in the city of London. And the Orchard uh, also stands for something, and it is occupational retraining and community hospitality, agriculture, restaurant development. So what we are doing... That's awesome. We have fun naming these things. I can tell. (laughs) What we've been granted to do is to assist 36 people in the London region, obtain three weeks in class training with us in um, pre-employment, urban agriculture and hospitality, pre-employment programming, and then 12-week paid placement. So we are partnering with employers in the city of London to um, have these 36 uh, folks go out into the community and uh, work 30 hours for 12 weeks and, and learn skills in these areas. So we have we are providing uh, job coaching. We're providing um, assistance with with interviews. Uh, we're providing um, you know connections with the placements, and and also for the employers. Really, we're, we're there in that support so that everybody, both the employer and the participant, are successful in their placement. And and really, really needed right now. You know, there's agri-food shortages really everywhere. And so the Orchard Program, which is where things grow and, you know, come to fruition, I think is a great name for this program, but also something that's really, really needed. And I'm sure participants and all the people that you work with are very grateful for the program. I was I was really interested when I saw that. And you had mentioned that there were a number of challenges, but is there any lessons learned that you've 
uh, had in running an inclusive community garden that you'd like to tell us about today, Joe? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I always, I like to say, I always refer to what we've done at the patch, especially in developing the, the accessible garden, is that, you know, it, it's an open patent design. We welcome uh, other organizations to come and talk to us. This is something that we, we've we done to assist people in obtaining food security and independence. And for us to hold the knowledge that, um, you know, we developed through trial and error is not something that we're, we're interested in, in keeping to ourselves. We want to share with the community. We're talking about, you know, space that would have been otherwise wouldn't have come up in the conversation of agriculture. So I, I think that as, you know, our, our communities grow and um, grow into um, what would have been um, farmland, there are spaces that we can grow within our community to help people. It's one of those things where you've said a few times, Joe, throughout the conversation so far is that dreaming out loud and what could it living in possibilities. And you've let us know now about tenaciousness and coming through all the challenges that present with doing something different. But then once that momentum starts to go and once there is um, uh, an agreement on what could be that something really incredible could happen. And you've just shared exactly what has happened in that exact vein at the patch. So Really, really inspiring story. We're going to hear more after the break. After the break, we'll discuss sharing the harvest with Joe Gonsavlez from The Patch, an inclusive community garden. This is Food for the Future, and I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill. You're listening to Food for the Future. We're speaking with Joe Gansoflas about sharing the harvest and the social significance of inclusive community gardens. Joe, your website says urban agriculture for everyone. Can you expand on what this means? Absolutely. I would say that, you know, when we first looked at doing this project, a big part of the population that we had planned on serving were people with disabilities and barriers. I would say that the core participant base of Hutton House, one of our partners, is people with disabilities and barriers. But we, we realized that this program, the Focus Urban Agriculture, was something that needed to be shared. There's knowledge, regardless of what would be a perceived ability or disability amongst all people. And, you know, it's quite quite often at our space where we will have um, uh, students, we will have our, our traditional participant base, um, people that would identify with disabilities and barriers. Uh, we would have uh, seniors uh, come out and there's such a, a knowledge sharing. Even our team of, of um, our facilitators that have a wonderful width of knowledge, they're always learning something from people that, that come to uh, the patch. It is for everybody. There has to be a you know common denominator in food security. So this this knowledge that not only we share but that uh, people that come out share, uh, it's so inspiring. People in their eighties, nineties come out. There's been toddlers uh, picking kale. Uh, you know, university students, elementary school students, uh, professionals. It's it's been so great just to have a space where knowledge can be shared it is it is absolutely for everyone 
It really is for everyone. What's some of the most significant feedback that you've received from either a participant, a volunteer, a community member, somebody on council who helped with the patch uh, realizing its dream? I thought a lot about this, and I think that the fact that we are a community hub, that, you know, London, where uh, where we are, is a city, like a lot of cities uh, across Canada and across North America, that that's struggling with, you know, there's, there's a variety of struggles, um, you know, housing, food security. But our space is a space that people really feel comfortable coming and talking to us. It's a safe space. I think that the most rewarding thing is that uh, it's not something that people feel is this segregated space. It is this, it is this welcome and open space for um, everyone that walks by. And we've really assisted in creating a sense of community. I think there's a lot of rewards, but being a good neighbor is probably the greatest reward. Being a good neighbor. So um, urban agriculture for everyone, being a good neighbor, there's a real theme of sharing. And that's what this show is about today, which is sharing the harvest, because you must have got some things come to the stage where they can be eaten at this time of the year. So the show is part of Back to the Future. And so we look at traditional ways in agri-food that can help bring us together. And so sharing the harvest is one of those things. And what does that look like at the patch? Well, you know, I think that uh, I got, well, I got a call today from one of our team members and it was, um, Joe, we're going to have a big harvest today. <laughs> Surprise. And <laughs> calendar. Said, very good news. He said, the rain has been very good to us. And I said, all right. He said, where are we taking it today? <laughs> and um, there, you know, there are a few uh, community groups that uh, we partner with on a regular basis. But uh, today, the food is going to the London Food Bank that do wonderful work for us to help the London Food Bank in, in, in their very noble mission. It's, it's such a pleasure. So I, I would think that our harvest, um, when we do a big harvest and it goes to the London Food Bank or it assists with um, community meals at Sanctuary London or the salad bar at Indwell. You know, we had our uh, Little Hands Big Impact workshop for children. We sent them home with a bunch of kale that, you know, I think it assisted in, in making people a little happier and, and feel a lot more valued. That's such a benefit of our, our harvest. <laughs> Sharing the harvest. Yeah. Making people feel um, a little less weary and a little more valued. Definitely needed very much these days. And your harvest is, you've got, you know, not a lot of space, but I'm astounded at the amount of harvest there is. Can you give us some relative figures last year, what you were harvesting every week or, or overall statistics? Absolutely. So our space is overall, it's a third of an acre. However, the space has raised beds. So that's not all in soil. We're able to probably utilize um, half of that sort of an acre and that's our outdoor space we grew 2,000 pounds worth of food it was all donated and we grew a further 660 pounds of leafy greens at our indoor location so that was all um, 2,660 pounds of food for uh, our first year for the two spaces uh, was all donated it really is incredible 
because there's such a social significance to what you do. You had talked about people identifying with disabilities and barriers, but also um, reentry to work and the social contributions of what you're doing. And you would think, well, well, that's what the program's for, but it really helps with food insecurity, which is really what it's for. Um, and we talk about 2,700, just under 2,700 pounds of food being harvested in the very small space that you have that's significant and that where it went in the community, really, really incredible what you do at the patch and the whole team, Joe. So it brings me back to what the show really is all about, which is the humanities. So yes. we try to bring that to today's food dialogue. And part of that is traditions. And how does this way of understanding the world relate to sharing the harvest? I, I think that the, you know, I, our, the, the common denominator is caring, better space, value. You know, there's, I, I think, it, you know, as as long as there's been civilization, the, the common theme has been working together. And you, you can't successfully work together if you don't care about your group, if you don't care about the individual, and if you don't allow your organization, your neighborhood, your city, to see the value that everybody brings. The, hu the humanity of it is, that it is urban agriculture for everyone. And r regardless of challenge or what may be perceived as, you know, experience or lack of experience, is that this is, this is a spot where we can take the time and value the humanity that everybody brings. And, you know, I, I think that the, the output, you know, that we're able to further in, enhance that by you know, delivering 2,600 pounds of food in our first year to the community it is reflective on the fact that, you know, this is a community where, where everybody is valued and everybody has gifts to contribute. See the worth in everyone, you said. What's, what an important takeaway. The show is called Food for the Future. And what can we learn from the Patch Inclusive Community Garden to build a brighter way forward together? What I would hope that can be learned from what we've done is it's so it's so transferable seeing the value in people whether it is a classroom you know of elementary school students and seeing the gifts of fellow classmates and that you know we all come from a different place but we all have gifts to bring whether it's the boardroom of a fortune 500 company um that you know people people all have have gifts that they can bring and they they all have knowledge and experiences that are valuable and that if we can if we can take the time to appreciate those gifts that whatever we're doing and whatever we're putting our our heart into uh, our time into will be better by looking at people on an individual level and seeing what they bring to the group as a whole really important message for us all that we have our own role to play and thank goodness uh, there's there's certain things i don't want to fix agri food equipment. I'm not a mechanic. I, I don't, I'm not interested. I'm so grateful there are other people that do that. I have other things I do. So to really look at what is everybody's unique contribution in moving the dial on all the things that we want to move in terms of uh, um, just a better world overall through agri-food. Do you have any final thoughts, Joe, that you'd like to share with us today? Uh, I, I would like to share that, and, and I, I know I touched on it earlier, but I would welcome any group, whether it's a neighborhood group, I would welcome any uh, not-for-profit organization or, or business with, with space 
to to come out, have a look, to reach out to us. Um, like I said, it, you know, it is an open patent, and we would love to share what we've done. And we we know that the value of spaces like you know we've created um, can be made their own by other groups, and we would love to help. That's really generous. Thanks, Joe. And if you're listening in from outside the London area, definitely go to the Patch Inclusive Community Garden website to find a model that really is inspirational and that a lot of lessons learned that will save you time if you want to take Joe up on his offer on this open patent and we want to share what we've done. And that would be really great. So thank you very much for that, Joe. And thank you to you, the entire team at the Patch and, and the community that you work and thrive in for all your hard work and really the hope that you offer the world. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you here. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking with Joe Gansoflas from The Patch, Inclusive Community Garden, about sharing the harvest. Each week, to keep traditions growing, we leave you and your family or friends with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about, how could you help with a community food hub or garden? Something to do, visit patchlondon.ca to learn more about inclusive urban agriculture and how the Patch's local contributions inspire global encouragement. Next week on the show, we return to the series, Our World. We'll discuss the United Nations ecosystem restoration projects with Hannah Williams and Zach Moore from Western Canada's Society for Ecological Restoration. Don't miss a show. Follow us on Curious Cast and other podcast platforms. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, and you've been listening to the weekly show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our Platinum Elite Level sponsor, Burn Bray Farms, Eggs for Life. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday on 980 CFPL, Curious Cast, and where you get your podcasts.